Welcome back to the Sports and Entertainment Express podcast. It's episode 40. A lot of covering sports and entertainment as I'm your host, Ryan Prasad. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, App Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or other platforms as well. Remember to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast. Have you done listening? And go follow the Facebook page, the Sports and Entertainment Express, Twitter at Express underscore pod underscore, and Instagram SE underscore Express 20 or search up the sports and Entertainment Express. Let's get right into things here. There's been a lot of things happening, but I want to shine the light more so on the NBA, and especially on one particular player, and that's LeBron James. James looking, puts up a three, puts it in! LeBron James with four tenths of a second remaining. LeBron can do everything on the court. Slam dunks to shooting the three-pointer and much more off the court as well. And you know what? You may have heard that he wants to own an NBA team of his own, but in a city that we all know is Sin City, Vegas. He wants to own one in Vegas, and that's very interesting because the NHL has their team in Vegas, and who knows? Maybe the MLB will have a team in Vegas in the future, but who knows? I mean, his net worth is one point billion dollars, at least according to Forbes, which a lot of people say is not the most accurate website to look at for net worth of celebrities. But anyways, LeBron James had his vision of this for so long and plans of owning a team at finishing playing basketball, of course. Now, LeBron James is part owner of the soccer team, Liverpool FC, and the MLB team, the Boston Red Sox. I mean, the guy has a lot of money, you may say, but it ain't easy to afford a team or at least purchase so this upcoming fall he will be entering his 20th season in the nba but before pushing a uh, purchasing a team he will need an ownership group to help him out of course and that means the most and that means a lot of hard work and finding the right people to get the deal done now the most recent nba team to go on the market was the Minnesota Timberwolves and it was a 1.5 billion dollars back in 2021. Think about that. A Minnesota Timberwolf team to own them is 1.5 billion dollars to be the owner of a team of a team. That is outrageous. You know what the NBA commissioner Adam Silver said in a news conference? He doesn't feel like there is there are no current plans on expanding the league beyond 30 teams. That kind of sounds familiar. The NHL, of course, Gary Bettman saying that, and then he brings out Vegas, and then he brings out Seattle, and now we've got 32 teams in the NHL. Now, he says it's not a thing right now, but he is looking into the future. That's interesting. The potential expansion markets, a lot of people are, a lot of people are keying on is Seattle and Vegas. I am not surprised at all. The way these two cities, have marketed themselves, or the, more so the, the owners, marketed themselves, and practically proved 
wrong to everyone else, we can hold NHL team. And I, I cannot believe it's been almost five years for Vegas to be in the NHL. And now Seattle is up in their first year. They're done their first year. So it's just incredible. But Adam Silver did mention saying those two locations are spectacular. But the WNBA League has team or has a team in Seattle and they're doing fantastic. So the WNBA, he knows for a show of a doubt that Seattle will be a good city. For Vegas, the NBA will have their summer league in July and that's coming up pretty soon, weeks here, and is known to be a great sports market. You look at the NHL and you look at the NFL and the NHL, they are both leagues that have been successful for Vegas in Vegas and so having an NBA team isn't a bad idea but hopefully it can bring back Seattle. I mean Seattle had a team way back in the day and you recall the Seattle Supersonics or they were just called the Seattle Sonics and it is crazy that Seattle or the NBA is really wanting Seattle to come back into the picture because they had they had success back in the day. Don't get me wrong, they had success back in the day with attendance and all that jazz. So it's crazy, crazy to think about. Let's go into some uh, FIFA and, uh, you know, soccer. I don't really talk about too much on the pod, but exciting stuff where FIFA announced the host cities for the North American 2026 World Cup and this across the United States, Canada, and Mexico as it is a very interesting but kind of expected list no doubt about it you have vancouver seattle san francisco los angeles guadalajara kansas city dallas atlanta houston ontario mexico city toronto boston philadelphia miami and new york slash new jersey and you know edmonton was in the bid for this and it is mind-boggling to say that edmonton didn't make it to they make the cut it's crazy to think why you know, Edmonton just, I think it was reported $153 million, whatever it may have been. Um, the city bid towards for having it, um, for having FIFA and or being, well, at least one of the host cities. And it's uh, crazy how much money they bid towards that. Um, but Vancouver and Toronto, I am not too surprised about. I mean, Vancouver and Toronto are pretty big cities. They're really, really well known. Edmonton uh, is a well known city, but a lot of people just don't know a lot too much about it. Let's get into some CHL stuff now. The CHL, some amazing stuff happening over in the CHL right now. The Memorial Cup is going to be going on. I'm going to talk about the playoffs uh, from the WHL, the QMJHL, the OHL, and um, the Memorial Cup all in one spiel. Um, but they announced that they changed the format this year, a new points format for this year's Memorial Cup tournament. And so it looks like this. It's going to allow teams earn three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, and one point for an overtime loss during this tournament. In previous years of Memorial Cup tournaments, it was determined like this. Teams were rewarded two points for a win and zero points for a loss regardless if the game went into overtime. And there's also, also announcing the 
three-on-three format with 20 minutes in overtime to declare a winner and overtime for tiebreakers and a playoff game will be five on five this is kind of what the nhl is doing a bit they got three on three or it might you know it was four on four for a bit and then they did for three on three but you know what i think it's going to be really interesting to see how this format and if this format works and if it does they will keep it if it doesn't well they're going to just toss in the bin and say we're going to go back to our old format and it's been two years since the memorial cup was played last so uh you know it, it was fantastic um back in 2019 when ruen noranda huskies won the memorial cup now next year's memorial cup will be hosted in Kamloops, british columbia and that's gonna be some fantastic so they're done a pats were the last western team to host the memorial cup and that was back in 2018 so it was the so the year after randa randa won uh, won the cup but uh, yeah regina was the last western team to host the tournament back in 2018 so it's been five years exactly from next year so that's quite crazy when you think about it let's get into some entertainment now and you know it's the movie theaters it looks like the movie theaters are busy once again in North America and over in Europe. And, you know, Top Gun, Maverick, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness has brought in people to watch these movies. Now, Top Gun made $126.7 million in North America within three days, plus $33.8 million for four days during the Memorial Day weekend. According to Disney, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End was the previous record holder with 150 three million dollars within the week and i mean 126.7 million in north america is still impressive and that total adds up to roughly 150 top gun beat pirates of the caribbean's record within the four day span and that is impressive you could tell these, you know, there's dinosaurs roaming around at the box office right now as Jurassic World Dominion has taken over its first week. It made $143.4 million in ticket sales in North America. But when it released globally uh, last weekend, it, it, it has already grossed $389 million. Now, this is a good sign for movie theaters as people are coming back and in this consistency that movie theaters need to be and keeping the entertainment aspects alive not saying streaming is is a bad thing it's a good thing but there's certain movies i still think and i still believe that need to be watched on the big screen i'd rather watch a hockey game either on a big screen tv or live because there is so much of a difference but that is just me now depending on the movie you go see in 3d format is always a hit and a miss because it wants you to feel the movie come to life in front of your eyes or at least have those you know really cool sound effects or you know all the effects that come to you and they pop right into your eyes and it's like oh damn kind of deal and some people disagree and there's there's a lot of 3d showings that shouldn't be 3d like the one that comes to mind is buzz lightyear and it confuses me a bit i mean it is a kids movie everything like that it is it is what it is but i just think it should be without 
3D. Put in AVX or, you know, put it in regular, you know, put it in D-Box. But you know what I'm trying to get here is that I think with certain movies, 3D is great. Other movies, it is not. With Jurassic World Dominion, it sold 25% in ticket sales worldwide in 3D format, which is not a whole lot when you think about it. And I know, like, you know, I've been to Disneyland and, and Disney World and you know, being on the rides and, you know, all the simulator rides are freaking cool. It is, at least for me, it'd be hard for me to watch a movie in 3D for two hours long. If it's 10 minutes, I'll put those glasses on and watch it. But, not a chance. I, I'd rather watch it in regular format. But that's me. And you might agree or disagree with me there. But you know what, talking about movies, Buzz Lightyear is the one that has come into a movie theaters right now and families are going to it and is making a buzz. But in the wrong scenario though, as many countries have banned the Pixar movie from, from from their movie theaters all because of same sex kiss scene mostly in middle east but i think people have to understand that it's one scene and to their, their kids that who will watch it and, and see it see the scene and tell them what this is what it is right now in our society just to get the use of seeing seeing that i don't have too much on it but like i think i think it's you know the parents job to educate the child to men to women or kissing and i think it's just a conversation that you just have to have with your child at some point Chris Evans, on the other hand, who voices Buzz Lightyear, has voiced his opinion on the backlash. People are saying it is not good. This is not a good movie. Is because Tim Allen is the one that made the voice iconic. Chris Evans is not doing that. He is not doing that. He even said in an article I was reading that Tim Allen voice in Buzz Lightyear will not be taken away and this is a thing that's happened in many movies that have been brought back to life i can if i can say that and i think people need to understand that this movie toy story and this the buzz lightyear is the astronauts Toy Story is him as a toy. And, you know, this is an origin story. This is the backstory of Buzz Lightyear. And I think people are just really done with movies. Well, not done with movies, but I think they're they're done with these remakes. Getting back on the big screen and everything like that. And, you know, these companies are making their money somehow in some way. And they, I think people just forget how this all, you know, all, all works. I also think people don't want to be open-minded with the movies now these days there's so many movies out there um you know on the streaming platforms that you probably have not seen there's so many documentaries that are so good out there that's not really talked about and um you know movies that are not really talked about because it's a low rated movie that has just low budget actors but you know sometimes those low budget movies are so freaking good that's how i gotta say now this film so far has grossed 51 million dollars in his first week in north america which also turned out to be the lowest 
in opening week weekend and it, it is crazy to think that onward is you know the lowest pixar movie for for disney and i think the reason why 103 million dollars but it was pulled away from screens early due to the pandemic and you know i think this movie could have done better if you weren't in this pandemic a buzz lightyear makes i think it will make over 100 million even though the budget was outrageous uh for that movie it was 200 million dollars for the budget let's enter the next topic here so many celebs been very open about certain past things they have gone through in their life and there's one celebrity that's really got herself talking again and she really makes a name for herself and this is crazy to think but it's demi lovato And she's bringing back this real nice punk rock, rock and roll more so vibe to her latest album. And she talked about her latest album on Jimmy Fallon. And the two discussed about the journey Demi took to be sober and clean. And I just want to say this is not easy for a celebrity who have worked very hard to get where they are at, especially when the spotlight is on them constantly and they go into this downward spiral. It ain't fun to watch. And we all know there are some celebs out there who celebrities who like to seek attention, but it can be turned around on them in whatever situation when they're in the spotlight. Now, Demi, who almost died from an opioid overdose and their decision was made up right then and right there to be sober going forward this latest album she's proud of and in the interview with jimmy fallon there's a quote that really stuck with me and it's this if you aren't nervous about something you aren't passionate about you aren't gonna work towards it and it is so true when you think about it you know i read i, I watch quite a bit of documentaries and you know on autobiographies and on celebrities i read about um i enjoy because i like to know where and how and what made them the person who they are today and the struggles the obstacles that made them who they are and where that all came from i got some fun facts for you i got two fun facts to end the podcast here let's get right into this one. First fun fact is seattle had a major league baseball team in 1969 called the seattle pilots which lasted one season due to poor attendance and a desire for a larger a ballpark that's crazy and the second and last fun fact here is In 1992, Mariah Carey scored her sixth U.S. number one single with You'll Be There, a number two hit in the U.K. The song was also number one in the United States for the Jackson 5 in 1970. That's all the opinions and topics I got for you. Thank you for listening to episode 40. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Remember to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast after you're done listening. Go follow the social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm.